This is Lindsay Williams, and you're listening to the Drunkard United show. She Bless your little cotton socks. She sounds like she's at an ATM right now. Yeah, definitely. Did you hear that in the background? Yeah, I could hear that. <laughs> Sounded like she was getting cash. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Mel, Mel's in a very happy mood. Yeah, she, yeah, was, she is, I bet. She, she thoroughly enjoyed herself. You know what made weekend. the goals better, honestly? What's that? It's because he's fucking sexy. Uh, you know That's what? the other thing. It'd be he's nice a good looking nice man. To score a goal. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts Sam Graham, hey Sam Graham Fucking United Fucking United Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, busy on the phone with J.G. Wentworth, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, brother? <laughs> if anybody at J.G. Wentworth is listening and you'd like to sponsor the show, please reach out at uh, studiohpodcast uh, at gmail.com, please. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, we have an induction date. Yeah. That's exciting. Okay. The 13th of September. All right. So. Yeah. To, uh, if she hasn't gone naturally by then. Hire and I was on the ready. phone with my wife, and she's uh, in a great deal of pain. The old hips are starting to spread and all that stuff. Oh, so. not fun. Yeah, no, not at all. Not fun. I, not I, great. I, have, I mean, I know you all have already had the previous discussions of uh, there ain't going to be another one. Yeah. I have a feeling at some point in time during the delivery there will be anger and vitriol towards you, and there will just be a, this is never fucking Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Of course, every single Monday, you can check us out streaming live wherever you check out your streaming services of choice. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Sure, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email all right good well um we instead of having the email uh correspondence we actually had just direct human interaction with the softest hands in the business this weekend yes we did we uh old larzapan came over yeah so when we do the uh efl i mean the uh, du does efl show we'll be able to uh discuss uh leads in a little bit better <laughs> well, the detail. efl is about to do everton <laughs> based on these first three performances yeah, it's it's fucking hell oh, yeah. it is oh. grim poor over. lars was like i i can't listen to the main show anymore guys no offense it just hurts too much <laughs> i think I, lars was a bit drunk a little can a little. i just stop doing the main show when we go down sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so is the red-blooded americans we are we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show mr graham you finally brought the whiskey you were supposed to bring last week yes i did i finally remembered it this is uh the bull run distilling company an american whiskey aged for 15 years finished in 11 uh for 11 months rather in sherry casks this uh is a single barrel selection for the syndicate so it is available at both drug city and all view if there's any left um and as usual they picked a motherfucking banger 
Yeah, they got um, some of the best pallets in the business. One hundred twenty-five point two two proof that gives you an alcohol content of sixty-two point six one percent by volume. It'll fuck you up, but it's yeah. goddamn delicious. Uh, and you said American whiskey, but it is a, a uh, bourbon, bourbon mash, mash bill, bill. Yeah. so just bourbon aged in a used, used cask. oak barrel. Yeah. But honestly, with the sherry barrel, a lot you of don't, a lot of people need do, to be new. Yeah, a lot of people do that just to keep the cost <laughs> down, especially when they're finishing in sherry yeah. or port or what have you. When it's a fifteen-year-old uh, whiskey. Because so, the yeah. other thing is, nobody fucking drinks sherry in port anymore. So right. there's a lot of places like Glenfiddich and in, uh, in the Scotch world and in in bourbon that have to buy full fucking barrels just to dump the wine on the side of the distillery, mm-hmm. so they have a sherry barrel. And those are the ones who have good connects with sherry Correct. and port business, right? Mm-hmm. Where they can actually, you know, like you look at somebody like Redbreast who flat out works with Latasu, like, you know, they can get those barrels. Um, yes. I heard that sherry sales went down 25% when Winston Churchill died. <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> look at you making the old dated reference. <laughs> yeah, I black out essentially from like 1975 to 1992. Right. But anything prior to that or after that, I know what the fuck you're talking about. So a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of sherry barrels these days are actually going through. You go through brokers, right? Mm-hmm. And because, like you said, they're not selling enough sherry to actually produce enough barrels. In some instances, they're just taking like French or Hungarian oak, which is what they typically use over in Europe, just throwing cooking sherry in them and rolling them around for a year yep. and dumping them just so that you get the quote sherry flavor so when you're looking for sherry barrels look for something that's long finished so that the sherry has an opportunity to really impact Mm -hmm. the whiskey which is in the case of this or long finished we're talking like north of six months yeah normally an average finish is somewhere between four to eight is like you know you think of like the uh whistle pig 12 year old the marriage exactly i think six weeks on all three of those finishes but this this is in particular just a damn good fucking whiskey uh it doesn't drink like it's 125 proof which Mm -hmm. is dangerous um uh of course but you get all that sherry flavor right up front you get that that bit of dark chocolate um a little couple little nutty notes in there Mm -hmm. um it's just phenomenal stuff and then the vanilla and caramel to finish that you would get traditionally from a bourbon essentially from a bourbon mash bill it's just fantastic this bottle of whiskey i i love it i'm really hoping all of you's got another bottle because you're gonna buy another yeah yeah, because I'm going to pour myself more of that by the yeah. way, before the night's over. It's, That's this is definitely going to be gonna, gone. Yeah, I, that ain't making it home tonight, is it? I don't think it is. No. Well, what else should we do, Mr. Graham? If this bottle doesn't make it, I might, might not be doing that either. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you always drink responsibly, ladies Very and gentlemen. Good. Let's have a great show, good sir. Let's do it. Come on. Cheers it up. We got a bunch of people to cheers it up with. Just cheers it up, kids. A little clinking all around here. Oh, Must yeah. be all that change in the pocket. You know what changes, Sam? <laughs> What's that? Cash. Nah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the table is already on a knife's edge, and uh, every result matters. A couple of clubs with high expectations got unimpressive results. <sighs> Arsenal 2, Fulham 2. Look, you at least got a fucking point. I don't have one of those yet. Stop the, fucking running. You don't have a goal yet. <laughs> West Ham 3, Brighton 1. Sloppy would be an understatement for your guy's performance. Well, it was really weird because it was either crisp and beautiful or some of the worst football we've played under Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and there was nothing in between. Yeah. It was like misplaced passes left, right, and center. Or there was a few times where we looked like fucking Pep Guardiola's Barcelona going down the field. It was so weird. It was such a strange performance. And and 
for Bakuya Saka especially to to give that ball away. Um, and it just shows that this little experiment, this this Thomas Partey at right back just doesn't work. Thomas Partey should have been there. Right. That right. is the position that he was assigned on the field. Mm-hmm. Thomas Partey was not there, and Saka, I guess, expected him to be. Now, what I will say is that in and of itself is terrible, that giveaway. Mm. I maintain that Andreas Pereira was lucky. Okay. Because if you look at his body shape, yeah, mm-hmm. he looks like he's trying to go far post mm-hmm. and loop Aaron Ramsdale. And if you look at Aaron Ramsdale's run, he sees that mm-hmm. and starts to go that way. Andreas Pereira scuffs his shot, hits it almost off his heel instead of his instep, mm-hmm. and that ball goes behind Ramsdale towards the near post. But, but you know what I they don't call, think it was intentional. But you know what they call that, right? It's still a goal. It's called a goal. That's call, it's, it's called still a goal. a goal. And you were down one nothing. But I still maintain he's lucky. Yeah, 60 seconds in, down 1-0 uh, to Fulham. What I will say is also Fulham will be lucky to keep hold of Paulinho for the rest of the transfer window because <laughs> yeah. he's, he went on, obviously, to score later on from mm-hmm. a corner after Fulham were down to 10 men, uh, which is a bit of a running theme mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, which I'm sure we'll come on to with Liverpool and um, uh, someone else. Okay, whatever other game somebody got set off in. Yeah. <laughs> get, there's so many fucking cards now, I can't even keep track Just of it. Constant. But the the Paulinho was phenomenal. He was all over the pitch. He made Declan Rice, uh, Kai Havertz, and um, and Martin Odegaard at times look like schoolchildren. Yeah, the way he was bossing that yeah, midfield. Absolutely, he was excellent. And it's hard to play against that. Uh, that injury uh, right at the end of the preseason, um, start of the season. So this I think was his first performance. Maybe, it was. It was his first performance. Maybe he got subbed on last week. Possibly it doesn't matter. But the Saudis kind of forgot about him. It seemed because of that injury. Well, <laughs> I was listening to the ramble earlier, and Marcus Speller said the save is like fucking. Why just score? Yeah, <laughs> now your name's written in headlines. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> He's you know some agents on the phone somewhere trying to you know fucking do that uh, do that deal. Well, because is it going to be the the two center midfielders that are being sought after the most right now? Is Paulinha and. Um, Mateus um, at Mateus Nunez at Wolves also Cunha Cunha I'm Mateus sorry Mateus Cunha, Cunha. Yeah, yeah. so like those two are really kind of being I really hoped Cunha was Portuguese for cunt but it's not yeah I yeah, checked no, it's not <laughs> I checked <laughs> if only it would have been right I'm get a taste of that Cunha <laughs> you're just bad oh sorry no that guy speaks Spanish my bad <laughs> Whoops, a daisy! <laughs> no shit. Um, yeah, another sending off for a full, for a Fulham center back. Really, um, there's a lot to unpack this week. I got so much shit flying around in my head right now. <laughs> good, good, good news, Team Reem will be back next week to get sent off. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a good hard-nosed American in there. Well, well and also let's let's <laughs> fucking inglorious bastards. The the second the second yellow was absolutely it was you know he had no choice he had to hold them up and you know like okay yeah that's a second yellow and that's yeah, a red the, it's, the, it's second, done. the second yellow was absolutely a second like, yellow. I, do? I don't necessarily agree with the first yellow though. Right, you know it, it, this is. <laughs> All these silly little stupid cards that are happening, like Trent Alexander-Arnold, which, mm-hmm. again, we'll come on to. He threw the ball at the Newcastle player who dodged it right. <laughs> intentionally, and the ball rolls out into the field. I, I did a little exercise this weekend, Sam. I counted to eight, over eight, probably about 24 times on throw-ins. And yeah. went, hmm, 
Are they enforcing Tommy, Tommy it? Tommy yeah. got a yellow for that. And I'm but looking it at have been like, Havertz that got that yellow because yeah. Havertz had the ball for about 12 seconds. I, I'm just, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at uh, like there's yeah. like every throw. I'm like, well, you gave Tommy Yasu a one for I know. Delay, like, but that but so the so you have, do we not hand him out in the first half then? If because a delay is a delay no matter what, right? But so the stupid give thing, a delay the, in the, the referee, first half. the referees are putting themselves in a position to make these decisions that affect fucking games, right? Because Trent Alexander Arnold in that game now. Arguably, Anthony Gordon went down soft. Right. But that was a professional foul. And it a was textbook a textbook yellow card. It's a textbook yellow but card. Four minutes prior, he got a stupid yellow for the Newcastle player dodging the ball. Right. And so, how can the referee decide, like, oh, fuck, I'm almost to take him down? You know, his hands weren't necessarily tied well, like they were with Van Dyke. But it, it's like you're putting yourselves in a position. And then fucking Mike Dean, did you see what he said? Mm -mm. So, Mike Dean came out and said something. He was asked in an interview about this decision with Anthony Taylor last year when he was the VAR at the end of last season he said yeah he'd already had a tough game so I didn't want to make him walk over to the screen and potentially have to make a decision that changes the really? game wow well I think he thinks that he's being endearing and giving you a peek behind the curtain but all he did is now throw questions in the air about the authenticity of VAR yeah but also the remember veracity of VAR is the bullshit. way the way that the FA has now also written the um and how the rules must have been tearing his fucking hair out like again the, the the referee has the the FA has now rewritten the rules for the for the um officials that they're just essentially allowed to get away with it they're not stuck on it yes uh producer Mel uh Jay wants to know what's going to happen <clears throat> first uh a game week without abysmal referees or Everton scores a goal? Ooh, that's a tough one. Gonna, gonna, I don't even know where to coming, go with it. That's uh, coming from your friend, too. Yeah, you know, know what sucks is I'm a betting man, and I ain't putting any money down on that. <sighs> I don't know. I'm an Everton supporter, and I'll put money down on the referees getting it right one week. <laughs> we signed Beto. It's all going to be better. It's all going to be. It's that's all that's be what West Ham said about all those strikers they signed. All right, so final question. Uh, is I Arsenal going to... With West Ham strikers, they had a guy that came in, was very good, right? Mm -hmm. They killed him. He had testicular cancer, didn't play for eight months, and now he's banging goals in Germany for fun. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so good. And you all have ruined everyone you've touched since yeah, Duncan pretty Ferguson. Much. Pretty much. Uh, well, Timmy Cahill was okay, you know. It wasn't an out-and-out -out striker, in my opinion. Uh, true. No, he wasn't. <laughs> uh, do you guys make any more signings? To I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think Arteta's happy with it. I think it's it's really just the... Uh, we're in for Beto. Not Beto. It's a similar name, but it's mm. a Brazilian kid. Um, mm -hmm. In in um, uh, Gremio, maybe? Somebody like that? So that maybe somebody comes through, but I think we're going to end up loaning him out somewhere in Portugal for a mm -hmm. year. Right. Um, so I don't think there's going to be any more signings uh, for people that, that actually will feature this season. Mm -hmm. um, but they, I think this experiment of the shape and the personnel is going to quickly end. Yeah. I think Arteta is also kind of getting annoyed by Gabriel Mahagles, um because, or Mahagles rather, uh, because he is uh, <clears throat> kind of pushing, it seems, for a move to Saudi. Really? And well, they've they're in for him, and it's a fuck ton of money. Right. And a fuck ton of money for him. And ben White can play the middle, but you right. were but you but were better when Ben White now, played on the outside. That now screws us. 
mm-hmm. for the right back position because mm-hmm. apparently Pugmo hates Japanese people. <clears throat> Yeah. Is the only thing that can be determined by Tommy Asu's red card last week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know. So I think as long as we make it through the window with Gabrielle, he'll come back into the fold and steady the ship a bit. Um, defensively, I, d- I really don't think we're going to see anybody new coming in mm-hmm. necessarily that'll feature this season. Uh, does Polina stay at Fulham? And if the, he doesn't, can Fulham survive without him? Uh, I think they'll survive. I think it'll be <clears throat> about six places difference in the table without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimenez looked excellent. Yeah, he looked like his old self. Uh, that that fucking weird bicycle kick he did with his his right foot because for some reason he can't use his left mm-hmm. <laughs> was phenomenal. Uh, and that you know three inches away from from the top corner, um, I think they'll be okay. Uh, you know what else featured a lot this weekend? Mm-hmm. The face. Yeah. So Adama Traore was clean through on goal at the end. Mm-hmm. Ramsdale's face. Yep. Oh yeah. There was right a lot the of face. face. A lot of face of in the face. And in we'll, the face. And we'll come on to Willie Bali. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Moyes ball at its best. Two weeks in a row. Zero possession. Two three to one wins. How's your father? Mel. I did math. Twenty one point four percent possession equals out to. 19.26 minutes of a 90-minute game. <laughs> wow. They, they scored managed, three fucking goals. They managed 12 shots with seven of them on target and three goals in 19 minutes and 26 seconds. Fucking ruthless. <laughs> That's impressive. Isn't that good? Holy shit. I know. It's wild stuff. Brighton did everything right. They had 25 shots. Ten of those were on target. Uh, they just couldn't find the net. Alphonse Areola played out of his fucking mind. So there, there's multiple goalkeeping performances mm-hmm. this weekend. Bird Leno, we you know yeah. I, we didn't mention, but we should have. Um, in in that Arsenal game, he had countless saves. Uh, you had uh, Alphonse Areola in this game. You mm-hmm. had Allison played very well mm-hmm. in the, in that game. Jordan Pickford played very well, and Jose Saab, both mm-hmm. making spectacular saves. Yep. This was the goalkeeper's weekend, and there were a lot of fucking goals. It's kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do the goalkeepers play so well? But there was, what, 25 or something goals this weekend, 30 goals this, this weekend. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, real simple for... Um, Actually, it was a lot more than both of those numbers I just said. Uh, I think the, there was almost 40. Uh, West Ham <laughs> has officially signed um, uh, Cunha from... Ajax. Beto. From uh, I- no, you're Beto. Yeah. Who's Cunha? There's another there's Cunha. Another Cunha? Yeah. yeah, there's another Cunha they got from uh, Ajax. Hey, Someone that I Everton like was in for Cunhas last year. Involved. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it looks like West Ham's going to be all right. Like yeah, West Ham are doing what they need to do because they know as soon as the European fixtures start, they're going to be shit again. Yeah. dates. Here's one one final question for you. Do you think Deserby maybe tinkered a little too much with this lineup for this match? Because mm, there were possibly. a lot of changes. Possibly. Um, I think he's going to need the rotation. I think he's trying to figure out who he can trust in Europe. Right, of course. And that very good start to the season allowed him to be, okay, we can drop a game now, no problem. Like right. I, Brighton's in absolutely no trouble of going down or anything else. Yeah, but also for Brighton, you got to be figuring, like, you start the season 2-0, and oh, you're on fucking fire. It's like, hey, maybe we might hang around for the Champions League discussion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid United keeps playing the way that they are, yeah, you know? Fucking hell, yeah. Arsenal has a few more fucking stumbles out of the gate. Okay, like, we you don't know? need to bring that up. Uh, fucking Newcastle fucks off 
off a completely perfect win, you know? Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of There's that. a lot of those issues this weekend with teams not knowing what to do when facing 10 mm. men. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Absolutely like, true. Arsenal decided to kind of shut up shop, but obviously didn't because mm-hmm. they allowed Fulham back in the game. And then Liverpool's uh, Newcastle couldn't figure out whether to go forward or defend. They just decided to not really do anything. It was hmm. strange. Well, what would have been really nice? Just somebody had scored a goal. Like, you know, Everton just won, maybe. Sunday gave us three very interesting matches with three very different reasons. Manchester City 2, Sheffield 1, Aston Villa 3, Burnley 1, Liverpool 2, Newcastle 1. Blades made it fucking tough for City, man. They played them tough. They absolutely did. I was over the fucking moon when mm-hmm. they scored that goal, and an excellent goal it was mm-hmm. uh, for, for Sheffield United. It was a, a bit of a shitty game though, for, in the first half. It was, oh, God, it was, it was fucking terrible. boring. Uh, and our, the really only thing that happened was Erling Holland missed a penalty. A city, you know, must have gotten a, a FaceTime from old Pep down in the hospital in Barcelona. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and got a good bollocking uh, because they came out the second half and just, they were lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Good football, good chances created, good pretty much everything. Um, and finally, Holland does get the breakthrough from an excellent Grealish cross. I mm-hmm. mean, with his wrong foot as well, just standing a ball up like that was was phenomenal. Jackie's starting to find his way in this mm-hmm. city lineup. Big he's time. he's starting to be an everyday on the in the starting lineup. I think you can kind of say that last last year was was a breakout quote unquote season for for him right. in, in that shirt. Um, that first season wasn't particularly great from him necessarily but he was still trying to figure out uh, he had to figure out how to go from being the star to being a guy yeah yeah so he was a big fish in a you know yeah. small to medium-sized pond at villa in comparison to being a normal-sized fish in the gigantuan ocean of manchester city besides mm-hmm. he operates better when he keeps a consistent <clears throat> blood alcohol level of at least 2.2 percent and wears two left-footed yeah. slides that's also very important and drink one, drives one of one of which is not his own that's yeah. also very important that's, that's when just, he's got that even right keel thing that's going just on just medicine you know? yeah exactly uh sam how much so are you does... saying i'm jack Grealish? <laughs> Drink to your health, baby. You got, you got the fucking pwn, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you are wearing his hair. He does have Irish roots. All right, so, Graham. Cuban? How much does... Yeah, I like that. How much do you see City really missing Kevin De Bruyne right now? Huge. It's massive, isn't it? They don't create... Simply don't create as many chances. It's very... not. I don't want to say predictable, because it's not really predictable, but... Did you okay? Did you see uh, Lionel Messi's goal debut goal in MLS this weekend? Did you see that pass that Lionel Messi made? Well, that's not his day. De- that wasn't his debut. MLS debut. ML- MLS debut. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because they you. had that League's Cup. Right. Tournament. Right. 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 Got you. Um, that pass is the type of shit that Kevin De Bruyne can pull off, and it bamboozled. About 17 of the 22 players on the field. Yeah, including players for his own fucking <laughs> That's team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
without <clears throat> having that sort of vision in De Bruyne, because that's what unlocks a defense, right? right, right. There were times I talked about Arsenal last season um, where we played too slow and never skipped a man. Right. Swinging stuff from side to side. And if you can't shift the defense, you can't create a hole in a defense, right? And without De Bruyne, there aren't those raking 35-yard balls. There aren't these, you know, pieces of play that really only he can pull off. Right. So they're going to be a bit more simple, I guess you'd say. Right. Um, because they're not they're just simply not making the defense shift enough. They're not right. creating those holes. Right. And it, it happens to, to multiple teams all the time. But you know, and that's why the, these players are so special, right? That's why Zidane was special. That's why, you know, De Bruyne is special. That's why Ozil was special when he cared. That's why these players mm -hmm. matter. That's why it's an art is is and it, this is what makes it the beautiful game is those sorts of passes those sorts of balls and without them it's just it's it's a bit more simple a bit more easy to track so that being said how fucking great is Rodri <laughs> as a defensive midfielder I, I just like he was given I've never seen it I, I played defensive midfield right was yeah. most of my playing career uh of importance it, which still wasn't very important to be honest. <laughs> I didn't play at a very high level but I played did decent uh but I never. I think he took more shots in this game than I did my entire college career. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and every you could see it. Every chance was getting closer and closer and yeah. closer. Now he was a bit fortunate. Yeah. Did that ball fell to him? And I fucking loathed that Phil Foden's going to get an assist for it because he didn't mean to pass the ball to him. It no. Just fucking hit him. No. It's a bad touch that yeah. happened to fall to his teammate. But but also and look back at the Champions League when they finally won the treble. Like, who was it who won on the it treble? It was him. Fucking Rodri. But it was like, another fucking laser beam like this one. Yeah. I mean, what a goal. Yeah, just figures out a way to get in there and do fucking that. It's fucking great. What's she, this? She's talking to the fucking... Patreon, the people I have watching. Fans out there. Yeah, she's I'm just doing her hi. thing. Let You're her do her thing. Ignore me. I can't. You're our producer. It wasn't for you. All right, kids, moving on to Villa and Burnley. How about oh. old Maddie Cash with the brace? Well, Villa went to the club and splashed the cash. Villa cashes in on two spectacular goals. Cash was priceless on the pitch. It was a cash grab at Turf Moor. He is Villa's bankable asset. Cashing in on the scoreboard, Maddie led Villa to victory. Watkins and Diaby found a way to cash in on those opportunities. They call that pass a cash converter. Cash on delivery. Cash chips always appreciated. Nice to have a bit of extra cash. Villa said, cash me outside. How about that? If you go to Turf Moor, leave your credit card at home. Maddie, Only accept cash. Matty Cash's goal rush leaves Burnley's defense bankrupt. The secret this week was bringing coupons for double cash back. Matty Cash's goals paid dividends for Aston Villa. Matty was on the money today. Like Randy Moss said, credit? Nah, straight cash, homie. <laughs> Get rewards faster with cash points. Maddie Cash shows Burnley the real currency of the game, goals. Maddie Cash deposits two goals into the Aston Villa account. They hit the jackpot with Maddie Cash. They hit the cash point twice. They couldn't Burnley the cash. For the English fans, Maddie Cash gave Burnley a sterling pounding. Pound for pound? Cash is worth his weight in gold. Worth his weight in goals. Oh. Villa has a new sponsor, by the way. Capital One. 
Could you get cash back on every purchase? Emery is right to only carry cash. Uh, it was Emery's first time spending cash, presumably because he's a vampire. <laughs> Third goal, Diaby didn't have any cash, but he picked up the check anyways. Luca Dina helped. Burnley was castrated. 877-CASH-NOW! Aston Villa's winning investment, <laughs> Medicash. Sorry, Burnley, we're not talking about you. Moving on, <laughs> Liverpool and Newcastle. <laughs> giving you our uh, best Leonard Kenny that we could. Uh, not too bad, you ladies know? and gents. I am super pleased with that. I got to tell you, and that's what I appreciate about you, producers, Mel. Hey, pull it back there. About 10% there, Squirtly Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Your producer's hot. There, I said it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, um, scrappy, scrappy fucking start for... Uh, for Liverpool and Newcastle, huh? Oh, good. I, I couldn't remember where we were. There we go. Yeah, see, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and we've already talked about it, but they're trying to Alexander-Arnold. Um, the, the kind of shouldn't have been a yellow card on the first one, but the second one absolutely should well, have been a yellow card. But it was also a clear foul, and you could see how frustrated he was. Mm -hmm. He tosses the ball towards a Newcastle player. They just don't touch it, and it ends up rolling all the way back to Dan Byrne. Right. But it should have been called a foul. I mean, the referee just isn't doing his job there. Right. And ends up giving him a yellow card for, quote-unquote, throwing the ball away. Well, the Newcastle player had every opportunity to stop it from going past him, and he didn't. Right. And then you stupid. But then you can't tell me that the ref wasn't influenced by the fact that he had already given him a yellow card Absolutely on was. that grab. Like, because that grab, fucking yellow card. Second well, fucking yellow should have been off. It's like, supposed to be, yeah. But, I mean, arguably, <clears throat> and I, I do believe this. Anthony Gordon went down very soft. Oh, fuck yeah, he did. He went down very soft. But but to but, the letter of the law, that is a professional pound, uh, a professional foul, rather, and deservant of a yellow. A pound also referred to as cash in the United States. But um, the United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying pound in the UK, but known as cash in the oh. United States. You know, just saying. It's cash, no, no, dollar. No, no, no. no. He's, honey, he's Polish. Okay, I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah. a, isn't that a ruble? No. That's Russian. Ugh. By the that way, uh, Taylor Thompson. <laughs> Avoid that. Delete the, edit that out, please. I'm not. Taylor Thompson <laughs> wanting to get in on the action. Uh, uh, Aston Villa earned a lot of goals, cash. <laughs> um, uh, Taylor, Taylor, leave it to the professionals. Get back to your Smash Williams. You are excused. All right, let's keep it rolling. Um, I was then, trying to find a way to turn corn into cash as he lives in Kansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Who's Can, by the way? Um, Virgil van Dyke sees red. And uh, I was talking with uh, Tupper on uh, text about this, and he was like, nah, not a red for me, not a red for me. Problem is, yes, van Dyke got a piece of the ball. The problem was is he, he went the completely first. through the man to get to it's the ball. It's a definite red card. Yeah, I mean, it was definite it last defender. Definite it was definitely a red, red card. But and Isaac was in, I mean, he was turning the corner already. He was in control of that ball. Mm -hmm. And Isaac's pacey. The ball wasn't overhit. The ball wasn't like he had every opportunity to get there. And the letter of the law states it's a red. That is a denial of a clear goal scoring mm -hmm. opportunity. And it is you a, don't have to have your fucking foot cocked back. No. Ready to take a shot. No. He was clean through. There was no way any of those other defenders were going to get there. They were all behind the play, worse than Van Dyke was. And Allison had not yet started coming off his line. Yeah. So there was every... In all likelihood, it's a goal. In Correct. all likelihood, it's a goal. Now, that being said, it was a genuine attempt to play the ball. Had that been about four feet further into the box, 
mm-hmm. or it, four feet into the box, rather. It would have been a penalty. It no, would have been a, a penalty yellow. and a yellow because right. of double jeopardy. Right. Because it was a genuine attempt to play the ball. Oh, However, yeah. he took the leg. He cleaned Isaac out. And there's no fucking way Alexander Isaac was faking or doing anything or diving <laughs> or nothing. You could clear see it clean as day. And... You know what would send a message? If you really want to stamp out dissent and get rid of these stupid yellow cards every week, give Virgil van Dyke a five-game ban for the fucking arrogance he showed talking to the referee. Oh, telling in his the face, telling, official. telling him to go fuck himself. Don't fucking touch me. Go fuck yourself was what he said mm-hmm. on multiple occasions to both the fourth official and the uh, uh, lead referee. It's absolute fucking garbage. And if the Premier League really wants to stamp this out, if Pugmole really wants to stamp this out, you then they're going to fucking... The ban, they should ban his fucking ass for four or five games for the dissent that he showed. Well, the problem is is uh, the Dutch, as we've well documented. Very literal people. A literal people. Yeah. And also, you know, for seven years, he's done lots of fouling, has never seen a red, so he finally saw one. He didn't know how to handle himself. You know what's funny <laughs> is before yeah. I heard this stat, apparently it was the sixth time he was sent off in his career, yeah. but he hasn't been sent off for seven years. He did a lot of fucking red card in his yeah. youth career, apparently. Now, what is worth mentioning is, as I did hear as he walked off the field with the fourth official, he went, it's all fucking Pickford's fault anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked, man. Um, but here's the thing. Second half, here, here's really a giant problem with Newcastle. They seemed very content to try to see out a one nothing game. They tried to play slow. They tried to play methodical. But they didn't they pack tried it to in waste. At all. They tried to waste time. Like you have a team that has, we'll loosely call him a defender in Trent Alexander Arnold, who's <laughs> yeah. on a yellow uh-huh. and and escaped a red, and you have their best defender out of the fucking match. Why aren't you going at them? They seem perfectly okay to pass the ball around the back. And you know what? It bit him in the fucking ass because you don't do that kind of shit. Well, as much as I hate Klopp, you don't do that shit to a Jurgen Klopp team. He correct. will make you pay, and he fucking made you Absolutely. pay. Absolutely. And now there were some opportunities. Miguel Amarone should have scored two. Oh, the one off the, the post. The one off the post. A unlucky. fucking phenomenal run, unlucky. by the way. And at pace to compose themselves to even get it relatively close to on frame was yeah. phenomenal mm-hmm. two inches makes a difference i know that's what you typically tell yourself every week <laughs> when you lay down with your wife the <laughs> two that's, inches makes a difference uh, i'm a real boy oh that's funny the, you think i care <laughs> that's funny he thinks it's every week <laughs> Then, then uh, the volley, the ferocity that he hit that fucking volley with, that ball would have ripped a hole in the fucking net. Mm-hmm. And this is why you pay money for a goalkeeper, goddammit. Mm-hmm. This is why. Because you could have a Ben Foster, and he's good, and everything's great, and he sees 150 chances a game and everything else. It is harder to stay mentally strong and switched on when you're not doing a ton. That's why Ederson... That's why Allison. That's why you know David Seaman of you mm-hmm. know back in the day or, or Crazy <sighs> Yens could get away with what he got away with. Neville fucking Southall. Because they didn't have to. They were able to stay fucking focused 
the entire game not seeing a chance against him, and then pull that fucking save off. See one. Out of nowhere. One ball and make that save. And it's because inevitably, because the other team doesn't have the ball, because you're a better team than the other team, that is normally a very good chance for that team because yeah. it actually came to this situation, right? It had to be good enough to cut through you. And that shot was a fucking bullet. And Allison not only saved it, right? He got mm -hmm. his he got his paws to it, put it onto the bar. But after he landed, had the wherewithal to sit halfway up and claw it out for a corner mm -hmm. to not have his defender in a situation for a potential own goal. Phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal save. And then Darwin Nunez. Let's find out. All he apparently needed was some fucking competition to light a fire under his ass. No shit. God, he, I mean, those were two, two excellent goals. Did exactly what they bought him for, right? Oh, the, yeah. the idea was he was mm -hmm. a less expensive version of Holland. He was going to run through to space, find opportunities, big, long, galloping giant of a man, and he'd slot it home. And he did that twice perfectly well the, I, I think mean, it was the perfect i think it was the second one he almost controlled it too perfectly mm -hmm. uh the ball uh, nestled so nicely onto his foot it almost ended up fucking behind him yeah no shit but he was able to recuperate get his shit together and the 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 strike was just inch fucking perfect. Yeah. I mean, Nick Pope read it and still couldn't get to it. It oh, was excellent. I, it, I've been in this situation before, you and I, you know, where you just knew you did everything right, and you just turn around, you look at your team, and you go, really? R like, Nick Pope had every right to look at his team and go, a 10-man side, that's, that's what, what the fuck do you expect me to do? You know what I want to say? I don't know where he's from, Darwin Nunez specifically, what country he's from. Is he mm. Uruguayan? Uh, yeah, he's Uruguayan. Is he? Yeah. Is that true? Yes, he is Uruguayan. I know that. Yes. Because what I want to... You know, Edison Cavani used to ride horses all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I want to see? Mm -hmm. That's a man that deserves to be shirtless on the back of a horse with his hair down. Rounding out the rest of the league in oh, so that happened. You know, sometimes, Graham, you say perfect things and that's where it needs to end. <laughs> That's the moment we leave it there. Chelsea 3, Luton 0. Spurs 2, Bournemouth 0. Brentford 1, Palace 1. Man U 3, Forest 2. Wolverhampton 1, Everton 0. High scoring for Chelsea, but was it impressive? I mean, not really, obviously. It was impressive that they, they played a much... You could tell there was a much more coherent plan to their style of play um, than there was in the previous couple of weeks. The, uh, they're young. There's going to be inconsistencies. There are going to be issues. Um, but Raheem Sterling, the one big positive is Raheem Sterling looked like the Raheem Sterling of old. What a goal. That was a fun, great goal. That was a great goal. I, I you and I were talking about this on, uh, just texting one another. Obviously there's still, you know, 35 more games to go. There's a whole season ahead of you. But if Sterling keeps doing what Sterling is doing right now for the consistency mm -hmm. of 30, we are talking about a guy who's going to be in the discussion for a top goal scorer. And we're talking about a guy who's going to get votes for being player of the year. Like that simple. Like he's really looked that impressive. I, 
I don't remember him ever looking this impressive for Liverpool or for uh, City. I think he's looked absolutely ridiculous. There, there was a stretch for City where he was unplayable, but this is looking a lot like that now. Just, uh, that was uh, the maziness of the run. The, the, the way he sliced through the defense and, and just six slotted people look it like home. absolute fucking school yeah, children. It was sl- brilliant. And it was, it was, again, Luton's doing what they did in their first match, which is it's an FA Cup third round. We're going to put 11 behind the ball. We dare you to score on us. And he went, great, I'll dribble through five of you and score on you then. Now, how do you like that? Do you remember The Land Before Time? Yes. Uh, that movie? Yes. The um, uh, Ducky. Ducky. That was a little dinosaur. Yeah. The, okay. But she had like the multiple folds on her face. She was like kind of the sort of maybe aqua one a little bit, but uh-huh. also walked mm-hmm. on land. Nicholas Jackson looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Google it because it's funny. <laughs> um, uh, He finally got his first goal. And I don't know what it is. Ben White's doing it for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Jackson's doing it. Somebody else is doing it as well in the league that I can't properly think of at the moment. But they're rolling their shorts up instead of from the top mm-hmm. like they're a middle school girl right. in gym class. Right. They're folding the front of their pant leg mm-hmm. into their slides. Yeah, you're new. Uh, and it's weird. Hey, Mel, you're, you're an Italian guy. The guy you all just signed, the one that's like all thighs. He should be doing that little bit, fucking folding up the uh, shorts into his slides. It's oh, weird. Oh, he he likes to wear short shorts mm-hmm. in, in uh, training, and I'm here for it. Yeah, we were discussing that the other I day. I heard he got him from the team scoring and he paid cash. Yeah, well, uh, his, <laughs> uh, his nickname is uh, the Thigh Master, and uh, they didn't buy that on credit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, forward players finally scoring for Tottenham. How about that? Yeah, Kulisevsky got a good goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I forgot who the other one. Oh, Madison. It was James Madison. Yeah, yeah who, uh, the most deserving player in Tottenham's team for a goal the way he's been playing the first few weeks. There was a lot of uh, servicemen turning provider. We didn't talk about it in West Ham, but James Ward-Prowse opened his mm-hmm. account as well, yep. who on his debut... Uh, had what three assists and then last week had another one or whatever it was you know by the way just reminder Smokey thought it was a shit signing <laughs> two goals I know he did two James Ward set piece is what he said yeah <laughs> fucking hell he can never be happy no well here's the thing when he's not happy West Ham ends up playing well when he's optimistic they end up almost getting relegated but they win a European title so that's how it works out for Smokey. <laughs> that's exactly how it works out for Smokey. A little bit of reverse psychology. Yeah, there, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was the weekend where, you know, servicemen turned yeah. scorers. Yeah. Roger was, Roger, yep, yeah. It was excellent. And his goal was very good as well, uh, to be honest with you. And you know what? One, you can't find your notes. You're I didn't even for take notes on the Tottenham game. Right, I'll, um, I can say I the didn't even write it down. Nothing. I didn't. Oh, there it is. Spurs was lowercase, so I didn't yeah, see it. Heard. Um, it was. It was though. However, I think Postacoglu's um, kind of philosophy is is being slowly implemented, but it is being implemented. I think this game was a bit more closely contested than Spurs would have liked it to be. Yeah. Uh, Burnley was, I mean, not Burnley, Bournemouth, Bournemouth rather, was excellent, actually. Yeah. On the break, they they created a fair few chances for themselves. Um, another goalkeeper that did a, a, a couple of decent saves uh, mm-hmm. in this game as well. 
but ultimately was relatively comfortable for Tottenham. You're talking about Bournemouth, but I just want to remind That's, you. Burn, I keep saying Burnley. Burnley was earlier. Burnley, the problem for Burnley this I weekend. Keep saying Burnley. Their, their pockets were bare. They didn't have any cash. <laughs> <laughs> so just how it worked out for them. Uh, Bournemouth. Apparently, they did have some bricks. Uh, Bournemouth, I am a little concerned about... Bricks is drugs that hasn't been turned into cash yet. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not from PG County. There we go. Now, let's, the, <laughs> like, like I said, the Bournemouth, I'm still not fully sold on yet. You know, they've gotten a, they've gotten a few, they got a draw, but it just, just doesn't feel right yet. Maybe Tyler Adams kind of puts that all together. I think he will yeah. for them, but... They, they dig, are, dig yourself I, enough of a hole it's going to be hard to get out well, of well I, I feel so look at Sheffield United's performance mm -hmm. um, and little peek behind the curtain I have Mr. Heckingbottom getting really, uh, uh, oh, fired first. first yeah that's fair uh, the reason is um, I think Sheffield United having recently been in the league have more of an expectation of staying than the other two clubs yeah then the, re the yeah. reason I say that is Luton obviously this first time here in over 20 years, right. uh, 40 years or whatever it is. And Burnley, as long as they keep playing their style and they look I okay doing it, safe. I think companies perfectly safe. But I don't I, think there's any reason to get I don't rid of think them. Even if they went right back down, I don't think you get rid of company. I don't think they can attract anyone better than companies, the <clears> other thing. <throat> right. I think he's the best option for them currently. He's building a program. What that program Correct. does this year means fuck all. And and until, he's building a program. And until Pep leaves, I don't think anybody else is going to want him. No, exactly. I so tend to agree. That that's why I went with Sheffield United. Yeah. But this Bournemouth performance looked a bit more cohesive. It looked a bit more, you know, I think they are going to be safe. Mm -hmm. And I think there's tend an, to agree. enough shit teams in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Everton included, yeah, Wolves included, yes, yes. you know, I feel actually honestly do feel bad saying it, but Wolves um Everton. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second anyways. But, but you're you know, you're looking at some of these sides and Luton, I think honestly, I think are the three probably going to know. we're gonna talk about that later. Anyways, great point for Palace. Considering you're at Brentford, Brentford's really looked good, impressive for the first couple of matches. Like that was a nice fucking point for Palace. But yeah, let's not overlook. I mean, they had chances to win the game as well. That goal from fucking Kevin Shad. Shade was fucking. Oh, what a rip. Oh, what yeah. an absolute rip. <laughs> hey, Mel, you know who's out there throwing shade at Palace? Yeah, his, that's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic strike. It Just, only works with cash. It doesn't. <laughs> That's not true. There are other puns. Mel's dad jokes stronger than Graham's I, dad I, jokes. Y'all had been abusing the Wang for how many months now? It was my <laughs> first time spending cash. Hey, Mine's hey, been hey. about three months because my wife's pregnant and she hasn't really even looked at me. We only abuse the wang. wang when the Wang is on the pitch, and the Wang was on the pitch this weekend. That is for damn sure. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, he looks just like the motherfucker. Put that, <laughs> put that on the socials. Show Sam that. And no, I did. We got to keep it going. Um. But for for Palace, like these are exactly the games you want to go get a fucking point. Like this is what will keep you oh, up. Yeah, 100%. This, is, this is what will make the, you comfortably safe, which is exactly what Palace needs right now. Listen, you want a very quick. Uh, uh, gonna need more cups if we. I got gotcha. you. Go ahead. Keep, have them. Keep it going. Uh, you want a real quick peek into injury time where we review our beers, and I did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a beer. There you go, Sammy. 
let's uh, just go ahead and talk about this one now. Okay. Uh, real quick, if we could, because it's called Dr. Nocturnal, and the fucking lead thing on it is an owl. <laughs> Roy the boy. For Roy the boy. Roy the boy getting his motherfucking point uh, on the road at Brentford, how excellent that was. Mm-hmm. And so here you can see, bang, there he is. So what is Th- it? It's called a Midnight IPA, which I don't think really means anything. Doesn't mean um, a damn thing because there's nothing pee about that eye. But it's <laughs> not bitter. Not I mean it's not bitter at all. Uh, but it is from Yards Brewing Company, uh, oh. which is in um, Philadelphia, I believe. Yep, very it is. familiar and it with is Yards. Six point six six percent by okay. volume. <clears throat> a little bit of shade. Purpose. It tastes like everything else Yards puts out. Now I like Yards because they all hit my palate. Right. But well, it's just like the tavern. You're, it's yeah, you're just a, like the yeah. you're an old colonial style beer kind of girl, and that's what yards but brings it, out. It, it, but it, it does kind of look like it everything is else I do. Smoky on, on it's the back. It's very end. smoky, like very nutty. The malt no, is Sam, turned up really high, and there's no like the there's no bitterness to it. Mm. Yeah, very good. And I, I just I saw I didn't even care what it could have been fucking piss water. Seeing that owl on the can and Roy the boy's performance here in this game as I'm buying this no matter what doesn't matter what it is boomtown speaking of an unimpressive uh, performance man you yeah they got the win but you're still going eh really man Eh? there's no way I'm very surprised this game didn't make it into that second segment or the first segment just the way everything was working out I, I wanted to I didn't want the first segment to have one of those three unimpressive games be a winner. Okay. You know? Fair enough. And frankly, if there's ever an opportunity to not really give Manchester United a lot of talking points, let's just not do it. Yeah, I mean, they were shit to start, obviously. <clears throat> uh, uh, one of their corners ended up in an Owen Yee goal, mm-hmm. um, which was phenomenal. Great you job by him. how little Marcus Rashford has ever had to defend his entire life. Because he tracked him the entire way, and then when he kind of steadied himself to shoot, Rashford was like, oh, do I stop two now? I'll tell you what, Awoni's the, yeah, the man to make because a there's now uh, Spurs are apparently in for uh, Brennan Johnson. And frankly, they don't for, need him. Forrest don't need him. They don't need him. No, no, no. No, uh, no they don't. I'd say that Spurs don't need him. I think Spurs. I think Spurs just want to buy a guy to take him away from somebody else. But but also, for Forrest, if it's That's a chance to make Spurs. some money. Spurs doesn't do that shit. But, if, but for That's Forrest. That's a Chelsea move. Okay, but for Forrest, <laughs> if there's an opportunity to make money off of a young, talented star and you don't necessarily need him and you're not going to be able to find a real place for him on the team, because he's not an out-and-out winger. He's more of a play-in-a-two-type striker. And let's face it, uh, Brennan prim- Johnson. Yeah, he he could also play a ten. Yeah, but but you have James Madison now. Well, I'm just saying for Forrest, I don't think they need him. I don't think as long as Awoni's healthy. I mean, obviously. Well, yeah, knock on wood. That's yeah. the yeah, but, the big. But thing. but he was healthy all of last year, and he's finding goals. I think, I think Awoni's a 15 goal scorer. When this your season. name is Almani, you have to worry. Yeah, <laughs> Almani, very good. I mean, like this that. show is so punny. Yeah, so punny. If you haven't fucking figured it out yet, get on board. Well, let's Bunny go ahead. Mel. Bunny! Let's let's uh let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about it. Um 
Everton. Talk about what? Yeah. Uh, Everton is uh, dog shit. Giving up already? They they do it. Seems like it. They do it again, just like they did with Fulham at home. Dominate the game for the most part. Yet, yeah, yes, Pickford had to make one big save, but for the most part, it was all fucking Everton, just like the Fulham match. And what happened? Late fucking goal. And Everton find themselves with no points. Correct. You want to talk about the game of inches. God forbid they don't get scored on in either one of those matches, right? And they end up with draws. Yeah, they're at oh one and two, I mean oh two and one, but with two points, you're like, eh, you know, it's it's dice ball. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they need to get some goals. But the way they lose both of those, first to Fulham on Fulham's first shot on target and then against Wolves the substitute brought in to essentially just stay up top and bring down long balls right that's why they brought him in it was very clear you could tell Gary O'Neill was going for the point and Everton fall asleep for one second boom goal one nothing but over. a couple phenomenal Done. saves from Pickford again mm-hmm. and Braithwaite looks like a fucking G Thank God. Now, he's young. He's going to make mistakes. He's not... I, I know Everton fans love to overreact and assume that he's going to be the next coming of Christ and that everything is going to be fucking saved, but... It says a lot about your club. You think that of a defender. That's fucking... That's how we fucking especially, are, man. Especially since Arsenal have Jesus up front. Yes. Yeah, well, you have three fucking Jesuses on your team, don't you? <laughs> we have three Gabrielles. Okay, three Gabrielles. One of them happens to be Jesus. Yes, very good. Um, <laughs> so we got one Jesus and two Archangels. Yeah. So I... I mean... Wouldn't expect you to know not that. Not as good as two pair, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. But... Get out. Just get out. For, for Everton, and it's just... It's like... What can go wrong possibly goes wrong. You know, Decore puts one in the net. Barely marginal, off, I mean, marginal offside. Barely offside. Best marginal. Again, uh, as good of the save that Pickford, as good as the save that Pickford made, which was actually a deflected ball by his own player, that save by Saw, and it's not even, and I'll give credit to uh, Mr. Ryan Williams on this one, it's not just the fact that he somehow manages, he's diving one way, to get his hand up to get the ball, that he was able to get his hand to move enough to parry the ball over top of the net. Yeah, absolutely. What would have normally happened with most keepers, that would have hit the dead of your hand and fallen right in the fucking center of the goal yeah. and been touched right in for a goal. He, did- he somehow managed to then do the spin with the fingers, get the ball to just go over the fucking post. So you know how professional athletes are always made to stay in a hotel the night before a game? Mm-hmm. They do that because they say that it takes about 48 hours to recover your core strength after you come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they do this for everyone except goalkeepers. Wank away. You need some strong forearms. <laughs> and he obviously had the forearm strength. The buttons, You know what? Somebody get this guy a stress ball. It was fantastic. Okay, well, that, that tells you why I was such a good goalie. Hey, uh, Timmy O is uh, watching. Uh, he oh, says, cash in on all the puns, and you can bet the goals will come. That a boy. Who's that? 
Timmy O. In Upside Down Land? Yeah, he's in Upside hey, Down Land. Good it's morning. in the morning. It's good tomorrow. morning, eh? No, that's Canadian. Mm-hmm. No, A <laughs> is Canadian. Yeah, you're having a little Shit. trouble there. You're mixing up your lettered Kenny with your Landau. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And, you know, you're just you, you're having a little troubles there. No, hey, don't die today. There's a lot of animals there that could do that. Here's here's something. Um, <laughs> for, first and foremost, for wolves, you did exactly what you needed to do. Smash and grab. You got three points. You're not in the bottom anymore. That's what you needed, especially the way that the second game went for you, where you really got worked by Brighton. You got what you needed. Now, for Everton, the sad part is... Look at all the stats, like goals created, progressive passes, all that shit, right? You look at the last two years, everything was basically under Lampard and under Dyche was 17th place or lower in all creative categories. This season, everything's in the top 10. Problem is, if you don't score a fucking goal... (laughs) You, you can't win a fucking game, right? Hey, so, But when Calvert-Lewin's cheek is better, we'll be, you'll be just fine. It's better now. We're putting it all in on Beto. It's better now. We're, no, we're better, hey, betting on Beto. It's better now. That's what he says. It's um, better now. I will say I did pour That's myself... the saddest of the puns. I, I poured myself a little bit of extra here uh, by accident. You're going to finish the bottle anyways, sooner than later. <laughs> No, it's got can't, my, you can't. It's allocated it's, now. It's got my name written all over it. Well, good thing we already have a backup bottle for the oh, rest good. of this season. For y'all. Um, <laughs> you don't lose that yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I took yeah. two shots last year. You'll bottle it soon enough. It's okay. And uh, I just want to say what I have currently <laughs> no, right stop. here. stop. I can't. And I think yeah. it's fitting that we use this shot glass today because it's the Newcastle shot glass. Uh-huh. and. Um, I think any Newcastle supporter would also say that they kind of deserve the old Malort this week too. Oh, they fucking bottled it because that second half well, performance, that second half performance was like Malort, <laughs> like bitter and then like a bile taste mm-hmm. left in your throat after it was over. After but, uh, Darwin Nunez came in it, <laughs> up up the fucking Tofefes, and I will tell you the following: <laughs> what you will not see me fucking do is right my team in the bottom in the relegation because my team's going to fucking survive. Your team was 0-2 uh, a couple of seasons ago. So fuck all of you. Keep the jokes coming, dicks. Yeah, we will. Did no you see pr- the elevator one? No problem, I didn't. Oh, they're in an elevator? And he goes, uh, the guy goes, Hi, what's Everton going to do this season? And the elevator goes, Going, going down. down. I did see that, actually. You're right. I Yeah. Brilliant. You fucking guys, you guys brilliant. suck. Your money. Man, I got fucking Arsenal. And that's what my loser ticket says today to the... Come join the club, the Dort Spirec Cup of Losers. I'm joining the club, but I'm still up. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. $214 because I only lost 100 bucks. Uh, so I will come back to my bet as usual. And let's hear what you got going on, Mr. Houston. All right. So uh, mine says, seriously, couldn't score one more. Um, <laughs> City win. about that all check. day. Holland, check. Over three and a half goals. Nope. And I'm down 200 bucks. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. You know what? 100% of the time, Mel is late on that fucking sound cue. And you know all what? All the time. And you know what? Mm-hmm. 13.2% of the time, Holland misses a penalty, and you would have hit your bet <laughs> had he not carooned it off the post. Just fucking kills me. But that's okay. Big Sam's lock of the week is going to get me straight. I'm going back to the city well. But this time... <laughs> Careful. I've, I've heard there's fucking rats in it. <laughs> um, 
bring some chlorine <laughs> and fluoride very easy i'm not even fucking with the whole game first 10 minutes city to be up after the first 10 minutes plus 320 shit that's one Fulham. we've never had on the betting mm-hmm. segment. When the you lose as much after- as I do, you got to start fucking looking around for them odds because you Dude, still need to play a favorite. It's like, only week three. I like a result after 10-minute bet. That's good. <clears throat> that's not bad. No. That's like City I, versus Fulham, that so feels like a goal is going to happen quickly for me. Every time Cameron woke us up early and uh-huh. a women's game was still on, excuse me, during the World Cup, mm-hmm. I would stand there and bet penalties. For right. a dollar. <laughs> Next penalty dollar. dollar. Next penalty dollar. Net miss or make or whatever. Uh-huh. I ended up actually profiting $14.62. Actually, that's some action I would enjoy. Oh, that's not some action you definitely would enjoy. some penalties, and I'm pretty good at calling them, too. It's good. The, the USA-Sweden game, I got up early, watched the match. I definitely made sure Mrs. Uh-huh. Houston was awake. I come in, I just hit her. I just barely tap her. I'm like... Hey, did you? That's an escalation from what the Spanish FA president did. <laughs> wow. Tapped her on her, I just tapped her on her butt like I normally do, and I just went, hey, honey, penalty. She's like, I'm up. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Just gets up, walks right out into the living room. Just She's don't like, yeah. fucking kiss me. <laughs> Let's get it on. Yeah. All right. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. Somebody's coaching baseball. Shame Pat can't be here uh, this evening because he's busy doing American cricket. Mm -hmm. So I've got his email and here's what he says. Well, last week didn't go great considering my parlay was dead after the first five minutes of match one. Now I'm down $235. So this week, instead of taking favorites, I'm going to pick the matchup of the week. When two of the worst teams are matched up, upped, I uh, whatever to the to take the pitch. I'm just reading what he wrote, and it's not words. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Uh, Yeah. When two of the worst teams are matched up to take the pitch, that's right. Everton takes on Sheffield United. Oh, I thought he was talking about last weekend again when Everton (laughs) played Wolves. Uh, And this game is going to be... There's going to be a consistent threat. It's called Everton. Scorcher, he says. A fucking scorcher. A barn burner, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you like nil-nil scores... (laughs) Safe bet. So, I'm going to take $100 on the draw at at plus 220 and $150 on the under at minus 250 because I think no one will continue to score for these two teams. You guys have a great week and I'll be talking to you next Monday. Lovely. So he's betting a total of $250, which is more than he is currently down and that could potentially be over Dublin. Well, I just like the fact that... Like he, Ryanair. I like that he's going to go into his full degenerate gambler right at the start of the season. So he's are like, you. I'm down. I'm over betting. So are you. I'm just, just betting 100 bucks. It's he likes to bet. It's not even Labor Day weekend and you're both panicking. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going for some sensible shit. <laughs> I uh, lost this past week, but I won the week before, so I, I'm still up $214. I have taken a favorites, by the way, so far. I have taken a three-game parlay. I've got West Ham over Luton. Mm-hmm. Shoe in. Yeah. City over Fulham. As long as Paulina's in Saudi, we'll be fine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brentford over Bournemouth. Excuse me for $100, uh, which will pay me out 241 
bucks. Very good. Very good. Well, you know. Not too shabby. You know who's consistent with the money? Who's that? The fucking chicken. I thought you were going to say Matty Cash. Uh, Tim Olson says, uh, that's a base, Beto. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I uh, gave that reading justice. Uh, even Kitty didn't expect Nunez to score a brace off the bench and missed her bet, and she sits at one and one. So this week, I gave her West Ham traveling to Luton Town okay. for their first Premier League game at Kenilworth Road. Now, Kitty quickly showed me a YouTube video of John Cleese and a fish called Wanda. Okay. And, well, wouldn't you know it? A kitty was in the trailer, dude. Yeah. Apparently, this was really early in Kitty's acting career. World-renowned actress, Kitty the Chicken. I mean, from, from way back. I mean, this was, what, 80s? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kitty's been around for a minute. She's she's old. Uh, she's an old soul. And so, uh, apparently, she was breaking in as an extra, and her and John became very close friends. Okay. And I know that Kitty knows that John is a huge Iron supporter, and so clearly, that was a very long road to say she is picking West Ham to beat Luton. You know, it's not the ghostwriter doesn't just write down the thoughts of Kitty. The ghostwriter also writes down thoughts to make it tough on somebody to read it. I, I, you know what? I right now am the best cold reader on this show. Well, how about that? Uh, excuse me. Yeah, we I just, just did a damn good job reading Pat's email. Did you know? Yes. Did you? Yeah, because I can read the English language. He sent me something that wasn't the English language. Uh, I, I mm. gamble legally and responsibly. All right. I got nothing like there's no That's sound gonna, cue to hit. We've hit. We've established this that there's no sound would cue. Be better with less f words. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. It's perfectly fine with the f words. Also, too fucking bad. We got some cuts. And I had, uh, was already transitioning, and she's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> for once, for once, when she needs, when she doesn't need to hit a button, she's like, must hit buttons, all of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I did that whole reverb thing purposely. That's for you to fuck with in post. Didn't bring to the game, not just the basics of football, I believe the basics of life. Yeah, that would be Everton. Heard. All right, Mr. What Graham, any parting words? Cheese is cheese and bread is bread. No, it's like bread. we say in Portugal, bread is bread and cheese is Sorry, cheese. You know it is. It I absolutely apologize. is. Anyway, all right, yeah. So, um, uh, this is a tough who, one. Who do we start with? We're gonna start with a heartfelt one. Okay. First, uh, not a cunt, just part of my closing words. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually, um, Bob Barker died. Mm. Massive part of my childhood. Price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That was the price best. is wrong, bitch, is what he said. <laughs> okay, actually, I think, uh, but um, it it got me a little bit. I don't normally mourn celebrity deaths, but this was me on my grandfather's knee every summer. You know, in the 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 summer break uh, when he <clears> used to watch me and my brother, uh, we watch the Price is Right every goddamn day, and um, every sick day at work, every. It was awesome. Yeah, it was um, just amazing uh, watching him and watching that show. And uh, I loved it. I loved every mm. second of it. And it made me think of my granddad, of course, which makes me sad. And then I saw a meme 
and that's when I started to cry a little. Was uh-huh. it the one I sent you? That he was 99, essentially .7 years old. Yeah, the closest to 100 the without going over. The closest to 100 he could get without going over. God, that's that beautiful. You're like, God damn you, Bob. Fuck. You fucker. Also, You beat, know he was giggling the whole way to heaven. Uh-huh. Also beat my grandfather, who was 96. <laughs> so my grandfather wouldn't have been in the showcase anymore. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was very sad. Like Bob, Bob beat out your grandpa in the uh, showcase showdown <laughs> for God. <laughs> There's a meme of uh, dogs with their testicles intact running away and like just Bob Barker with a pair of scissors in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Spay and neuter your pets, everyone. <laughs> 100%. Uh, um, so that was sad. So now let's get on to the absolute fucking twat waffle. Uh, that is Luis uh, Rubiales, uh, the president of the Spanish FA. Uh, and his mom. Who, she's, I'm sure she's old as dirt and hey, doesn't hey, know really hey, what's hey, going hey, on. Hey, hey, everybody, thoughts and prayers. She's on a hunger strike now in a church, Until okay? Until we stop bullying her son. You know, because clearly he's he's dealt with bullying his whole life. I'm sure she has no idea what's happening and is just <laughs> defending her son. I'm sure she has no fucking clue what's going on. That uh, because when Spain lifted the uh, World Cup trophy for the our lady friends, um, uh, Mr. Rubiales got a oh fuck. That was not consensual, kind hey, um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call Russ. But I will forget that you forgot to grab your dick first. You you because that's what he did right when the final whistle happened. Was stand up and give it the old fucking Michael Jackson, <laughs> and um, then I mean, dude, you didn't win the Golden Glove. Simmer down. Then he didn't even play Mel, uh, which is a shame. Also, didn't pick the team. Hmm. Um, uh, so what forcibly did kissed, he do? Forcibly kissed on the lips. One, uh, this wasn't. So for everybody that hasn't really seen anything, just to set the scene. I don't know how that's possible. This wasn't the European kind of... Mwah, mwah. Mwah. This wasn't that thing. This was he grabbed this by the woman face. on her lips while grabbing her face, um, and she did not consent, has come out as saying that it was not consensual. It was inappropriate uh, to the 10th <clears throat> degree easily. Um, now his mother is on a hunger strike locked herself inside of a church uh, because she doesn't understand why everybody's mad at her son and vilifying her son and he came out and he came out and said uh, a lot of kind of nefarious things during a press conference recently um, where he paraded seven I think it was Mm -hmm. women that worked at the Spanish FA that support him to sit in the front row of this press conference and uh, show how he, you know, isn't. Da, 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 da. I'll say something: if FIFA has to get involved in uh-huh. a sexism case, <laughs> right? FIFA, the most honest uh, business there is in the one world. One time, a they former don't president said all. that if women's football wants to be better, like make more money, that they, they should wear tighter uniforms. <laughs> Right, show off them curves, the right? Because that's what we want to look at, right? Thief. Yeah. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> what, <laughs> what what they should do is if FIFA needs to investigate you, 
you should just automatically resign. Yeah, yeah just one of the most corrupt organizations on the face of the planet. Be like, that's wrong. And yeah. they, he hasn't yet. Uh, the, Christian thinks those women resigned after that press conference. <laughs> that I have not seen. What I have seen, and he's uh, very concerned that there's somebody over my shoulder. <laughs> what, I, what I have seen, I'm the only one that's been fucking assaulted today. Yeah, I huh? didn't see a thing. <laughs> um, Graham, Graham, okay, Ruby Alice Jr. Hey, Graham, you weren't assaulted. You wanted that kiss. Wanted that was it. a loving we embrace between two men that you wanted. I was celebrating a good show, and you were happy now, about it if too. Somehow so, the you, lawsuit you put your arms me. around me and lifted me up there, Sam. I have I, video evidence. I saw that. I've got video evidence that says lots of stuff, depending upon how you want me to edit it. What mm -hmm. I did say, what I did see rather, is uh, the the silver lining to this entire <laughs> thing is um, eighty uh, players and staff have uh, decided to not represent Spain until um, that dickhead is removed uh, from his position. Yeah. Um, that includes, I think the number was nine, but I'm not positive, uh, men mm -hmm. uh, and men's players. Yeah. And just tying back and in- And Seville came out wearing the shirts. Yep. Yeah. Just tying back into Mason Greenwood for a second, because in a different way, obviously just as bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but if not worse, in a different yeah. way. Um, but just tying into that, the the men in this boys club need to be able to police themselves. Yep. We shouldn't need... 72 women to decide to never represent nope. their country again until this guy's gone. This this should not weigh all on Jenny's shoulders either. And it's but fucking the, bullshit that this is what the World Cup is being remembered for. It's fucking bullshit that this is what everyone's talking about. And it's about. the first time the Spanish women have won this competition. Mm -hmm. This isn't like a normal occurrence. No. I, I don't want to be a, an amazing fucking. I, I don't want to go Dang. deep into it because we will talk for 20 minutes about this, but let us not forget that this, for the president of their federation, this was his big vindication because he kept a coach mm -hmm. on that players of the team Didn't refused to play for. So yeah. 15 yeah. players decided they weren't going to play anymore. And you said, what is it, damn near close to 80? That what was, was the number you said right of players now. that are not going to play for the... That included the men. Yeah, though, but the, but the entire staff has quit. Well, that didn't stop them the first time. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the sad part is, is for that coach... He's vindicated in the fact that he won a fucking World Cup. No, I mean, they he's a won piece the of World shit. Cup. But, but then, like, from what I understand, they just didn't like him, right? Which but, is fine, whatever. Okay, that's fair. I think it was like a footballing thing. I don't, I don't think it was a sexism thing. I might but, be I have that wrong, but I haven't seen those reports. Doesn't matter. But the, the president of the I want to focus. We want to focus on on rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. And for him, you look at this situation, and this should be about the players on the field. I'm not even saying the ladies, the players on Thank the you. field, the countrymen mm -hmm. that won their club, their country, their second World Cup, their first one mm -hmm. in the Women's World Cup in in a in a group where with the Women's World Cup, there ain't a lot of first-time winners. It's a very strong club pretty much dominated by the US and Germany and 
in here, Japan. Yeah. yeah. And they had a tough old run and, and to the final they, as well. They got through a lot of really fucking good teams to get there, and they deserved it because they manhandled England. Like, I was rooting for England the entire way. I, I really wanted shocked. England to fucking win. They dominated England in that final. Listen, and all said, we're focused on, all we're focused on is an asshole grabbing a girl by her face and fucking kissing her. You, Do you uh, know who knew that Spain was going to win? Hmm. Stephen Walsh. Oh, yeah? Stephen Walsh trivia. You said uh, that this man manhandled this woman, and I believe that's false feminism. Okay, mm. fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, you know, false feminism, the scourge. <laughs> scourge. Scourge. Scourge? I'm just... Um, just say scourge. I'm, I'm tired of suffering. Yeah. I just I know y'all had it really tough I've from 2004 to 2021. So what was it? I'm starting a club really tough called time the for white ladies. There, there is it's a doo-wop group. <laughs> there's always this kind of constant mm, fight in we in the world Venmo, of PayPal of cash. who's 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 bitching too much, who has a point, and then all, all of that aside, then you have this asshole just who stop, just goes, yeah. eh, it's okay." I'm I'm in my rights to do this. But shit. then just Dude, says look at the is... video. Just says look at the video. Like he just denial of reality. Right. It, I mean it, this goes back to everything it, from the last fucking here's the other five point, years with Donald Trump. That yeah. guy is denial a of fucking reality. dime a dozen. Every woman can think of a guy like that that she has had an interaction with. I was married. When it happened to me at a party, yeah, dude grabbed my Why'd wife you and do kissed that, her. Sam, <laughs> oh, there was dude. a dude that grabbed my wife and fucking kissed her. Yeah, we were we were talking and having a good time, and he thought it was just okay to. And then there was oh, that's not even the first time. It's it's actually happened mm -hmm. more than I'd like to admit. Yeah, it's, yeah it's just, it's, just feel like they're entitled. And oh, she was asking for it. I'm like, no, I was having a fucking conversation. No, I was playing a soccer game. No, I just won the World Cup. No, get I it just the fuck like together, Rebellious. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's put a brick on this. Yeah. You know what she needs? What? A good digging. A hug and a kiss. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> Thank fuck. you so much for joining no. us. Next up is no, no, the cut other Burnley cunts, and there we go. We're good. Now, bye. Oh yeah, they Burnley threw a brick at Aston Villa. See ya. Yeah. Nobody right. got hurt. Have good night. Don't do that. Thanks for joining us. Next up is going to be injury time where we uh, talk about the beers we were drinking, minus one. Uh, we check in on our adopted club where shit is just not going well at all. Somebody stepped down. It is not going well. Somebody won some money on that thrashing. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. And uh, we go ahead and preview the weekend's matches and we talk about fantasy where uh, somebody at the top lost by a point. Whew. What a humdinger. Yeah. And should somebody want to find uh, injury did. time, how do they go about doing that, Mr. Graham? It's very easy. Patreon.com forward slash do football should just sign up to that one beautiful, glorious $5 tier, and I'll give you a motherfucking kiss if you do. Consensually. Be sure to check out the DU Drip Shack as well if you'd like to uh, support the show in other ways. We've got lots of fun stuff, pint glasses, shirts, all kinds of cool shit to check out. And until next week, everybody, don't be a guy. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston Arsenal fans have
have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey! Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!